Light that spark fire nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on the small business survival guide. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Jarek Robbins on the mic. He is a performance coach, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. Today, we're going to be talking about surviving in the chaos, about preparing, protecting, pivoting, and then, of course, thriving during these chaotic times as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. When it comes to business banking, you should be able to easily pay and get paid for the work you're doing. And with Aslo, you can. And you can sign up right now with no minimum deposit. Just visit aslo.com slash EOF and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC. Jarek, say what's up to Fire Nation and... Share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Nice to see you all. That might have been a little loud, but I get excited anytime (laughs) I'm hanging out with John Lee Dumas and Fire Nation. Um, Something people don't know about me. Well, if you tuned into the first episode we did together, you knew I almost died in a village in Africa Mm -hmm. while volunteering over there. I'm trying to think of something you don't know about me. Um, I love fail videos. It's the weirdest thing. I love to help people all day long. But my goodness, when I need to like fire gaze and relax, I love watching people fall off roofs. Is there like a go-to YouTube channel or like somebody you follow specifically or is it just random? I think it's random. I'm a, I mean, a huge fan of Rob Deerdick with ridiculousness. Like I, <laughs> he, he's definitely got some goodness going on in there. I think CeeLo with, with the, the rewinds and the instant replays definitely always warms the heart for some reason. Oh, so good. And it's a weird thing, loving to help people, but just finding deep joy in someone just full send off the side of a mountain Jerry of the day style kind of thing. Oh, I mean, we, listen, we all have our things, Fire Nation. And this is Jarek's second time rocking the mic. And uh, this is actually the first time rocking the mic that he is now officially a Puerto Rican like yours truly. He lives on the other side of the island, about 111 miles away. But uh, we're both basking in the glory that is Puerto Rico, that is the sun, that is the rain, that is the fun, and everything in between. And today we're going to be talking about the small business survival guide. I've given you some teasers, Fire Nation, to get excited about. So Jarek, let's just dive right in. How can we survive this chaos that we are currently experiencing? This is near and dear to home. I, I'm a small business owner myself. We have a small team um, and I, I built it from scratch. So, you know, it's more or less, it was my original baby. We do have a, a baby on the way. We'll be here June 27th. <laughs> but before my actual child arrived, my business was was that. I built it from scratch. I nurtured it. I've taken it through the hard times and the good times and the easy times and everything in between. And so it's near and dear to me. It means a lot to me to keep this business alive. And, you know, 75 to 95% of businesses fail within the first 10 years. And my personal business is 11 years old. So it's one of the 5% that have made it through that chaos. And I started it in 2008 when things were melting down for so many people. And I found a way to build something in a very difficult time in U.S. history and, and bring it to life and keep it alive since then. And so with that, I've received text messages from friends and, and family members, even specifically my uncle texted me um, from Southern California saying, hey, the police forced us to shut our store. Mm. We're not allowed to physically be there. Um, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. You know, if money's not coming in, I don't know how we're supposed to pay money out. And it looks like if this goes on much longer, I'm probably going to lose my whole business. 
and stuff like that just hurts. It's like, wow, that's how he feeds his family. That's how he takes care of my aunt and, and cousin and, and their puppy. And that, that's how their, their livelihood is based on that business. And there's so many stories like that across the world that I sat down and I just scratched my head and said, if I was going to help my uncle get through this, like what specifically could I help him do to protect the, the most important parts of his business? Like how, how do we protect the parts that need defending? You know, what, what do we need to do to help him shift some of the things and figure out what's working and what's not working and, and how do we cut off any dead weight as silly as or, or, you know, sad as that sounds at this time in history, but how do we shed away anything that's not working that might be kind of sinking the ship? How do we pivot it and shift it in a way that might turn this part into a rocket ship where all of a sudden it gets the wind behind the sails and gets things moving again and they can start the uptick of revenue and uptick of profit to, to be able to pay the bills? And finally, piece, is there anything he could do and bring something to market right now that people would, would grab onto him, you know, drop to their knees and say, thank you. I, I really needed this in my life right now. I really needed this in my business. Is there anything he could possibly do? And so as I sat there and thumbed through it, I just kept whittling it down to like, what, what, what's the least amount I could share that would get them the maximum kind of result. And, and I'm, I'm very excited about what we put together here. And I'm excited to talk about it because Fire Nation, we're going to be going through the small business survival guide. And as you mentioned during the initial chat here, Jarek, you know, you were talking about sometimes cutting that dead weight, protecting yourself and protecting the parts of our business that are healthy so that we can actually make sure they stay healthy. So let's go into a little bit of a deep dive around protect and maybe give a couple examples throughout, you know, including your uncle that you've seen with businesses who have been able to do this successfully or, you know, that you would recommend them to do if they were asking for your advice. Totally. So I, I'll start off with myself. My wife and I sat down and did this very first exercise we're going to talk you through and we were able to carve out and we keep our finances really tight. We're always reviewing them. We're always looking for stuff that doesn't need to be on there and how can we carve it out? And we sat down, we did this exercise ourselves that I'm about to share with you and, and we were able to carve out $3,000 of excess spending for 2020 and just wow. cut it straight off of our expenses. And we were excited about that extra $3,000 for the year means a lot to some people, not a lot for others, but we were able to shut it off. We've had people attending each Friday a free nine-week course we've been teaching online. And in that course, we had a lawyer who was able to shave off $3,500 a month. Um, we have someone who owns a fitness gym slash wellness center where they, they cook like these real healthy desserts and foods and stuff. They were able to save $5,400 a month wow. off their expenses doing this, which is $60,000 for the year. Biggest one so far was a group in Amsterdam. Their company was able to shave off $300,000 for the year. Uh, but the reigning champ I have is a law firm in London that I worked with a few years ago. They did this exercise back then. And at that point, we're able to save $50,000 a month off of their P&L, which added up to about $600,000 for the year that they saved. And those numbers, if we look at it, I mean, some of those numbers, 600, 300,000 a year, that, that's what some small business owners earn the entire totally. year. And you get to put an extra that back in your bank account is amazing. You know, the $3,000 or, or the $5,400 a month. I know my uncle was telling me his rent for his location of his, his store is $5,400 a month. If he was able to save that off the expenses, there's his rent for one more month to stay open. And so these, these numbers right now at this time in history are, are survival numbers, either make it or die kind of numbers. And the first exercise is so simple. I sat down and tried to figure out how would I explain this to someone I love. And, and the way I did it is, you could last 30 days without food. No, no one wants to, 
but you certainly could if you had to. You could last about three to five days without water, hydration, until you'd die. Um, you can only last about three to five minutes without oxygen. I was like, ooh, that, that's the key. What's the oxygen inside of our business? And the oxygen inside of our business is cash. Now, there's three kinds of cash, and I won't go into these right now, but, but there's operating cash, financing cash, and investing cash. The operating cash, the, op, you know, the O cash of your business, that's the, the oxygen in your business. If you run out of operating cash, it doesn't matter if you have $50 million in profit and accounts receivable waiting to be received, you're out of oxygen, you know, you're out of operating cash and you can't pay bills with profit. You can only pay bills with operating cash. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's some huge companies that might use this kind of simple information here and accidentally go out of business because they ran out of oxygen operating cash there. And so the easiest exercise we do to kick people off in protection is have them pick out three highlighters, green, yellow, red in green. I want you, you know, if you print out your PL, if you print out all your expenses, your line items, if you print out your credit card receipts, you could do that too, personally or for your business. And all you do is go through in green and highlight everything you absolutely have to pay. Like you cannot not pay this. So green is all the stuff you must pay. Yellow, stuff you might be able to do without, stuff you might want to keep for right now. But if a certain goal or a certain target is not hit by a certain date, you might have to cut it just to be smart for your business to keep it alive. And then red, red is the stuff like, why in the world were we even paying this in the first place? <laughs> this should have never been on our expenses. Who, who okayed this? How did that get on there? The red, red is that stuff. Um, the law firm in London had 50,000 a month just in the red section. Oh. Like they identified it. And we're like, who okayed this? Yeah. And they they were having a head hunting yeah, section. Heads were rolling. Know, <laughs> trying to figure out who in the world said okay to that. And they finally found it and, and no one got fired or anything. They just cleaned it up and they put 600,000 back in their business. So that little exercise right there, it takes about an hour or so. But if that one hour could help your business stay open one more month, it's probably worth it. If that one hour could help you get $60,000 back in your bank accounts, you know, it's a good ROI. Uh, the, every time I do this with any of my one-on-one -on -one clients, they always come back with a pretty significant number and say, well, shoot, you just paid for yourself. That's what I was going to say. Like you literally <laughs> just paid for yourself with that one exercise. <laughs> That's right. And so we lead with it and we always show people, hey, you know, get the money back in your bank account and then decide where you need to deploy it to, to really build your business, to keep things going. Uh, in this time right now at this moment in history, you should probably just keep it <laughs> just to be safe for now uh, until we figure out when things are going to open, how things are going to open. Uh, but for right this second, if you could put 60000 back in your bank account, hold tight. Just hold firm for a few minutes and see what happens next just so you can be in a proper position to take advantage of it. So before we move on to a couple other things that we're going to be talking about throughout this Small Business Survival Guide Give me just one, maybe two quick examples. We don't have to use business names, but I know you worked with a lot of companies, a lot of people. Like, get specific real quick. Like, what were one or two things you were just like, wow, like this really jumps out that Fire Nation could maybe resonate with as far as, you know, something that was successful going through that exercise that you experienced? Sure. So we could go to the law firm in London. Um, I legally obviously can't use their name or information, but I could tell you that the person I was working with was one of the partners. He worked his way up from scratch all the way to the very top at the partnership level. Um, that exercise we did, he was actually going through his own personal, his own personal finances. And he, he, we were having a conversation saying, Hey, you know, 
what does your future look like? What are you aiming for? What are you trying to get to? And he said, well, I'd love to have the ability to not have to work all the time. Not that I don't want to work all the time. I just don't want to have to work all the time. I said, okay, great. Well, what's your investment strategy? Where are you investing your time and money to give yourself excess cash flow from investments so that you have the ability to work or not work, but still earn the same amount of money every month? And he says, well, I don't have the extra money to invest. I was like, oh, well, let's find it. We had him do the exercise and all of a sudden he came back and there was a huge amount of money every single month going out that all of a sudden we cut out on the red and now he had a significant amount of money dropping right back into his bank account that was originally going out. And it, it, we said, hey, wait a second. If you stack this money up for two or three months, you have enough money to go buy an apartment building cash. Like that's at least the down payment of a big one or it might be the whole payment of a small one. And I was like, man, if you went and bought you know, the, those multifamily rental units and you bought three a year or four a year of those, how many years until we have enough income coming in that it literally offsets your entire income as a top lawyer in London? And we did the math and he created about a, I think it was a seven or eight year plan that he would be able to make just as much money from these investments as a full-time top-notch, one of the best lawyers in the country kind of situation. I was like, wow, that's life-changing right there. Just to have the plan and then start implementing and to not have to go work an extra job to try to find the money, to not have to triple your sales or quadruple your company or grow things by 72% within the next 12 months. Like none of these crazy things had to happen. All he had to do was cut the spending out of a place that he shouldn't have been spending it anyways, according to him, and then reallocate the funds to a place where it could actually start multiplying for him. I mean, Fire Nation, that's the kind of thing that we could all literally do today. I mean, you have to know your numbers. You have to know what that P&L looks like. And you should be sitting down, taking out those highlighters like Jerick's talking about, and going through the list. You know, where's the greens? Where's the yellows? Where's the reds? Okay, now I see this on paper. Obviously, where do I move forward? Let's address some of these reds and really get down to the bottom of everything that's going on within our business. Know your business. It's one thing I admire about you is how well you keep track of your numbers. It's one of my favorite things. I always direct people when they're interested in getting in the podcast or learning how to do, you know, how to set up their podcast and all that stuff. I always direct them over to, to eofire.com and, and walk them through your page of how to do it. But I always tell them, I'm like, dude, click this button up here. Look at what the current numbers are. And they're like, whoa, how does he do that? And I always laugh. I'm like, with what you're learning right there on the free page, like use the tools, man. He's got it right there for you. And he'll show you exactly how to do it. No, I appreciate that. We've been doing those monthly income reports now for 81 months. I mean, every single month for 81 months now, we've been producing these monthly income reports. And guess what? We do it because we know that people like Jarek and the other people that he directs there and you, Fire Nation, hopefully get value from that, hopefully study what's working for us, just like what's not working for us. But we also do it for us. Like, even if we weren't going to be publicly sharing that information, I would still be privately doing that stuff. I would still be doing that internally because, you know, I love that Peter Drucker quote that what gets measured gets improved. And it's absolutely true. And so we are always keeping our finger on the pulse. We are always measuring, measuring, tracking, tracking, making things happen. And Fire Nation, Jarek is not even close to done dropping value bombs. We have some very important parts of the Business Survival Guide coming up as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. 
When it comes to business banking, you should be able to easily pay and get paid for the work you're doing, and with Aslo, you can. Aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, and monthly transfers. Unlike other banking options, there is no minimum deposit required, no minimum balance, and no fees. That's right. You'll never be charged maintenance or overdraft fees. Plus, instead of the days or weeks it takes to apply for an account at a traditional bank where you're still required to go in person with Aslo, just visit azlo.com slash EOF and apply in as little as 10 minutes. And there is no waiting to use your account with Aslo's free instant funding feature. You can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC. And because they make business banking easy and offer a fee-free checking account, Money Magazine named them the best business banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs. And you can sign up right now with no minimum deposit. Just visit aslo.com slash EOF and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide. That's azlo.com slash EOF, aslo.com slash EOF. Hiring can be difficult, but if you're a company that's currently trying to hire, you face new difficulties from safely reopening your doors to finding the right person for a specialized role. Housing Wire could relate. They needed to hire an ambitious reporter to cover news stories on the U.S. mortgage and housing markets. So they turned to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's smart matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And that's how Housing Wire found Alexandra Roja. Alexandra never imagined she could get a reporter job in the midst of COVID-19. Hiring was frozen and the idea of looking for a job was discouraging. So she created a profile on ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter matched Alexandra to Housing Wire's reporting job because her degree and writing skills were a great fit for the role. Housing Wire received her application only four hours after they posted the job, and a few weeks later, Alexandra started her dream career. ZipRecruiter helped Alexandra find the right job, and they helped Housing Wire find the right person for their role fast. See how ZipRecruiter can help you hire. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. So, Jarek, we're back, and I want to talk about the pivot. How can we, Fire Nation, small business owners, pivot to ensure that those struggling parts of our business don't take us down to the bottom of the ocean? Great question. Great question. To circle back to something we said earlier that's so important, a business mentor minded with some research and found out that 50% of business owners don't even look at their numbers each month, wow. like don't even receive them. I almost choked on my glass of water <laughs> when he it. said that. I was like, how do you steer a ship if you don't know where you're going or how you're doing? Like, <laughs> what do you do? Just aim it and kick it in the morning and say, good <laughs> luck and see it next year and see what happens. Like, do you throw the bottle down the river and wish it goes well? Or, Jarek, it kind of starts to make sense when we hear that 95% of businesses aren't making it past the 10th year. It does make sense. He said some of them even are so brave, they only check how they did in business on their tax returns from the next year. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I call that brave, but I certainly have some other words that describe it. And that's not being mean to anybody. It's just saying, and, and I talked to my dad about this. He gave me great insight. He said he's got like 16 companies and he reviews the financials with his team daily. Wow. Daily? Daily. Damn. And I remember thinking daily, that's a lot of work. Now, obviously, he's not sitting there running the numbers himself. He's got a whole team that does it, but he gets a report every single day. This is exactly how we're doing. And he told me at the time, just so you know, personal experience here of how I kind of messed it up. People might relate. I had a year where I did more sales, more events, helped more people, traveled to more cities. We did 22 events in 22 cities around the world. 
came home. My accountant sat me down and said, Jarek, you'd be about $30,000 richer if you would have stood home and stared at the wall all year. Oh, I was like, that hurt. He said, you paid $30,000 to work all year long. I was like, oh, I didn't make anything. He's like, no, it costs you money. Like you paid to play here. I was like, well, that sucks. And, and that moment right there was kind of a, a moment of clarity to wake up and realize what I was doing wasn't working. I needed to pivot. I needed to adjust. I needed to do something differently. And the first thing I needed to do differently was get my finger on the pulse of how we're actually doing. And the only way I could do that as a business owner is by looking at the numbers daily. There's plenty of different softwares out there you can plug your numbers into and it'll show you a live active feed every single day of how much came in, how much went out and exactly how much profit you have at this very moment. And you can make decisions based on that to actually steer your business every day of the month to make sure it's constantly going in the right direction. And if it slides off course a little, you can course correct and get right back on track. And, and, you know, that in this pivot section is so, so critical. The very first thing, there's three parts of a pivot. There's clarity, finding that sweet spot, and then make having filters in place to slow it down a little and make sure you're making intelligent decisions. The piece I'd hammer down here is, is the clarity. You know, you got to take time to just sit down. And, and if you have a whole product line, great. Write down every product or service you have. If you only have one or two things, great. Write them down. And then you got to go through what's working right now. As simple as this sounds, like, is this working? Some of us are holding on to what used to work before the pandemic stuff happened, before the businesses closed, before all these rules came in place. We're holding on to what used to work and we're holding on so tight because we love it so much that it starts to drag us down. And I'll give you an example. I have a couple of friends of mine. They do extraordinarily well. They have this wholesale diamond business online and they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year doing it. Unbelievable business. They live in Southern California. Their mom has this day spa because she always wanted to have a day spa. And so her son's invested with her and helped her open this day spa and she loves it. It's, it's immaculate. I mean, you go into this place and it feels like you entered into a little slice of heaven. Like it's peaceful and calm and she's got the best masseuses in town working there and she's got the best stylists and nail people and she's got the highest end products and the most amazing stuff there. And you walk around, but you don't see a lot of people there for some reason. And things are really expensive, but no one seems to be buying stuff. I'm like, huh, I wonder how this business is doing. And that's kind of a personal thing. You don't really ask the owner. So I asked my friends, I said, hey, how's your mom's business doing? They're like, oh, it's good. We pay for it. I said, what do you mean pay for it? And they're like, "Eh, it loses about 200,000 a month. Oh. Again, I almost spit my water out and choked (laughs) on it. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, what? And they're like, yeah, but she really loves it. So you know, we just kind of subsidize it out of, we, we call it a tax write-off. We just write it off out of our other business and just, yeah, some mom loves, we just pay for it for her. And there's two sides in that moment. One, you know, bless them for taking such great care of mom. If that's what makes mom happy, just let her have it. That's cool. And so there's that side of me that's like, how sweet. They just give mom a $200,000 a month gift just to, to help mom stay happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second part, the logical business owner side says, there's nothing practical about that. Blowing 200 grand a month just to keep mom happy is such a huge gift. And obviously if you could do it, have at it. But as a business owner, that makes no sense. And I said, why in the world are they willing to just throw 200,000 a month away every single month? And part of it is because her identity is attached to it. 
She's known as the lady who has the day spa. Everyone loves the concept of the day spa. She treats her girlfriends whenever they come in and says, no worries, it's on me. She has this whole community connection around her business, around how it, who she is and how she takes care of all her friends and family there. And it meets so many of her personal emotional needs as a human that she's not willing to let go of what's not working. Like if I sat down with them and I looked through their PL, I'm sure we could easily cut out a ton of red expenses. I'm sure we could, you know, a little, little more difficult, but I'm sure we could cut out some yellows. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if we do it correctly, we can navigate that business right back to profitability. And all of a sudden we have a profitable business. Now it's not going to look like the business she's used to having where she can treat everybody and hand out stuff for free and just comp everything she wants. It's going to be a little tighter than that, which will be different, but it'll be profitable. And you know, if her family needed that business to actually put food on the table and actually pay their bills, we could get them there as long as she was willing to let go of the stuff that wasn't working. And that's so hard for people nowadays, <laughs> especially if a lot of who we are is tied into that. If it's tied into, but that's my key product. That's the service I started with. That's the thing that, that got us to where we are today. And if we're so emotionally connected to it, we can't logically comprehend when it's time to kind of shelf it or just set it aside. And it doesn't mean you have to kill it and make it disappear. It just means you might have to put it on the shelf for a little bit and kind of cut that anchor from dragging in the sand behind your sailboat. And then we got to go to the next part. So what's not working? We, we got we to go to what's working. You know, what is working right now? If we go through all your products and services, what's moving like hotcakes? And this is where we might dig in a little bit deeper and, and make it a little bit more uh, useful in, in depth as far as saying not only what's working, but in a time of crisis, what are the most profitable things we do? And this is where some business owners go, oops, because we have the highest priced products. You know, we have something that might be selling for $1,000, $10,000, a million dollars. We have this big, giant, juicy product or service that we sell. It's this huge number. And we get so excited for that top line revenue. My goodness, we can't wait to try to get another person to buy one of these gigantic things. But if let's say we sell that million dollar product and it costs us $999,000 to do it. And all we get is a thousand dollars profit versus we have this other little product and it's, you know, $3,000 product and cost us $500 deliver and leaves $2,500 in profit. But if we only sell a bunch of those, we might only have a dollars $60,000 a year business. Where if we sell a bunch of these million ones, we have a $10 million a year business. A lot of people's ego gets caught up around the $10 million a year business. Uh, we get excited. One of my business mentors called the Inc. 5000, fastest 500 growing companies, business porn. Because it's, <laughs> it's all based on top line revenue. It's all based on top line turnover. And, and as the UK would say it, where, where it's all revenue, 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 revenue. And it's not focused on the profitability of these businesses. And they also did some research that found over a, you know, a 15, 20 year period of time, I think 97% of the businesses listed on that list were all out of business you know, 20 years later. Oh. And so it, it is something where people are so excited to toot their horn and show how big they are as a business because they've driven so much revenue, but they're not focused on the profitability of it. And they're not focused on the longevity of it. And again, even if it's highly profitable, this is the second step going back to what we said in the beginning. Can you, how efficiently can you use your resources, your people, 
and your systems and processes to convert your profit into actual cash. And if you're not good at converting your profit into cash, even though you can be highly profitable, which is kind of step two of what's working, not only is it the highest profitability item, product, or service, but you're very, very efficient as a team of turning that profit into actual operating cash. And if you get good at that second part, my goodness, now you have the ability that every time you go out and you know enroll five clients, you have the ability to keep the business open six months longer or three months longer or 30 days more. And that's really crucial to survival right now. Identifying the things that not only bring in good revenue, but more importantly, bring in solid profit and the things that when that profit comes in, your team, your systems, your resources, your, your crew is really, really talented at turning that profit into actual operating cash, meaning you have the way to deliver it. You have the way to support it. You have the way to maintain that client so that the actual you know, accounts receivable turns into received cash. Fire Nation, tons of value here. I kind of want to go back to when we were talking about pivots because Fire Nation, a lot of things I could have pulled out from that, but clarity is the one thing I want to go back to. If you have clarity, Fire Nation, daily clarity of your numbers, when you have this, what happens is that you identify what's not working quick. It doesn't take you weeks or months or in some cases years, like when Jarek said, that person who checks you know, his actual tax returns to see how he did for the year. No, you get to know quickly, hey, something's kind of off here. Like This isn't exactly what needs to be happening in my business. And I know that because my finger's on the pulse, because I'm checking in daily, because I have that clarity. I mean, Jarek's father checks in with his 16 businesses daily, Fire Nation. Like, think about that. That's commitment, end of story. And then let's talk about the profits. Like, don't let those big numbers impress you. What is your net profit, Fire Nation? If you look at our income reports, you'll see we show you our gross, then we show you our net, and then we show you the difference between last month to this month. But then what's the number below that? It is our percentage of net profit every single month. And if we're not over 70% every month, month over month, then we go back to the drawing board and we figure out where's the red that's bringing us below 70%. And we are at 80% quite often. We had one month, Jarek, we were at 91%. We've never been back in the 90s since. It was a pretty special month. But I am always focusing on that because anybody, Fire Nation, can bring in a million dollars a month. If you're spending $2 million in Facebook ads and marketing on your business, like that's not super impressive. And I love, I've said this so many times, Jerick, I love that you brought this up. It's like the Inc. 500 and the Inc. 5000. It's like, it is such business porn. I mean, when I look at these businesses and I see like $2.3 million in gross revenue with 183 employees, like it doesn't take a math wizard to know that that business is not making any money, period. And it's not a shock that whatever massively high percentage you share, Jarek, after 20 years, they're out of business. Like they're out, like they're just done. So man, we've talked about a lot of awesome stuff throughout this entire day. Talked about the small business survival guide, how to protect yourself, how to pivot, how to profit. Let's end with a bang, Jarek take the mic. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from everything that we talked about today? Simple. I hope they sit down. I hope they put together a small business survival guide for themselves. I hope they take some of these concepts, they put them into to immediate, immediate action. Um, you know, I was, I was talking to friends and family and it, it's no longer the difference between, you know, starting your dream business and having your dream life 
for many, many, many people right now across the world, it, it's the difference between having the ability to feed your family or not next yeah. week. And so we put this together. Our goal was to help as many people as possible. Um, we tried to roll out a nine week free training, which we've been doing every week. We're on week five right now and people join every week. And it's just really simple of come do this each week. Take one of these nine pieces we talk about, put it in the action, go get some results, come on back and we'll do it again each week. And so far we've been able to save a handful of businesses, turn around some, um, but, but so far so good. Like people are staying alive a few weeks or months longer because we're able to help them just focus on the most important thing that they need to do right now to keep it going. Jarek, where can we connect with you? Where can we learn more about what you have going on? How can Fire Nation start to engage more with your content? Totally. I would say come and join us for that free nine-week course. It's jarekrobbins.com forward slash SOS. I don't get to use SOS very often on the <laughs> website. <laughs> Luckily, knock on wood. Uh, but I figured now is a good time to throw up an SOS for people. So jarekrobbins.com forward slash SOS. And, and it, it's you know a nine-week free training online where each week we're going through one of these key pieces. We have clients from like eight, nine different countries joining us every week. And so you get to hear not only what you're going on in your city or your country or your industry, but you also get to see and hear what people are doing all over the world and how they're navigating this chaos together. Fire Nation, jerickrobbins.com slash SOS. Doesn't matter where he's at in that nine week journey. Join him, figure out what's going on, learn from him. And then once he starts it over again, take that part all the way up to where you picked it up. I mean, this is the kind of stuff and type of content that you need to be consuming because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with JR and JLD today, so keep up that heat. And Jarek, I just wanna say thank you for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Jarek. And successful entrepreneurs, they accomplish big, huge goals. That's why I created the Freedom Journal for you, Fire Nation, so that I can guide you step-by-step step to accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. Yes. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and you can use promo code podcast for a $15 discount and a thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. When it comes to business banking, you should be able to easily pay and get paid for the work you're doing. And with Aslo, you can. And you can sign up right now with no minimum deposit. Just visit aslo.com slash EOF and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC.